Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to the projection room with your host, the Rath Peak and Rambler. That is me, Key and Dalton. How are we doing, everyone? How's everyone doing? How was your weekend? Um, nice enough weather there over the weekend, as far as I'm aware. Um, what did people get up to? Are people still going on um, their their holidays on your lawn? Going on holidays at home? How's that going? Anyone still doing that? Um, I went to Sligo Mayo, I'm sure you all know, but I, it's actually after awakening the creative bug in me, I'm after writing a few poems about, um, about the beauty that I witnessed. Sorry, no, if I sound like an absolute nub with a capital K, but, um, yeah, I don't know, I'm just after, after seeing the, 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 the sights and stuff in Sligo and Mayo, just after getting the writing bug again um wrote a few poems have a few story ideas and stuff um and i'm happy to announce i know everyone i know everyone was worried that people were writing to me emailing um calls cold calls in the middle of the night you know heavy breathing down the phone and i'm assuming that's what this is about but um reading a good bit again used to be a very very avid reader in um primary and secondary school and then well, toward in the definitely in the first four years of secondary school, and then towards the end of secondary school, kind of tailed off with like the advent of having a smartphone myself. You know, I finally, I didn't even have a smartphone in secondary school, did I? I had that shitty Nokia one, but I loved it. I loved them. I always love your first your first good phone, don't you? But um, yeah, back reading properly again now, trying to read um as much as possible. Um, so you know that's probably after helping open up my creativeness as well you know like um you know definitely that's definitely one of the factors but also you know just going out and seeing more nature and stuff and not being stuck inside watching movies and tv shows all the time you know um so that's you know i'm I'm excited about that excited about writing more and seeing where that takes me um got a good response to my poem that i released there last friday i think it was um called the forgotten village uh, it's up on my instagram and wordpress if you want to check it out um but guys we're here to talk about movies the projection room is about movies there will be a second breakfast episode this friday i'm not a hundred percent sure what it's going to be about yet it's definitely going to be or it's not but it's more than likely going to be about stress and work related stress because i've been suffering a bit of that myself recently huh talk about what you know know about what you talk that's the first rule in podcasting school when you walk in through the front doors and blind boy greets you at the door he says first rule cat talk about what you know know about what you talk Roy Keane's in the background saying prepare to fail fail to prepare prepare to fail fail to prepare there's a lot of you know a lot of sayings in the podcast game um, and I just love Roy Keane that's why I threw him in there but um, yeah we're here to talk about movies um, and going back to the kind of original format this week where I'm just going to talk about a single movie, um, kind of talk about what I thought about the movie itself, and I'm going to do a very brief kind of review of um, the new Netflix block- blockbuster Project Power. Spoiler alert, I was disappointed. But stick around. And as always, an absolute legend, one of my favourite cousins. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> If any of the cousins are listening, if any of the cousins are listening to this, um, Rusty Gray bringing us in with his 
unbelievable rap. I done seen all of these movies, I done read reviews, but all these other critics leave me less amused. I still need opinions, I'm just messing, dude, but it's gotta come from the projection room, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, it does. It has to come from the projection room, guys. If you're getting movie reviews from anywhere else, shame on you. It has to come from the projection room. So, this fine Monday. Also, apologies, this is kind of coming out a bit late in the afternoon. I meant to do this yesterday evening, but I watched the Manchester United against Sevilla game, uh, the semi-final, and I was just so disappointed and depressed that uh, after United lost, I just couldn't, you know, bring up the the necessary uh, determination to record a podcast because I would have been depressed off my game, and nobody wants that on a Monday afternoon. You don't want that. That's for Friday. That's for that's for second breakfast. This is projection room, guys. Um, so watched a few movies over the weekend, as always. And as I said, we're going to be talking about. Uh, I'm going to be doing a, a movie review, um, mainly, and then I'm going to talk briefly, briefly about um, Project Power. But first of all, we're going to talk about Rock of Ages. So. Uh, I was just scrolling through Netflix on Saturday. Didn't really know what to watch. Or Friday even. Didn't really know what to watch. Didn't have um, an idea really. Want to watch The Umbrella Academy Season 2. But my problem is that I need to have my focus on that show. On good shows like that, you know. You could sit down and watch. um, Like, been watching White Collar recently. And in Season 2 of that. That's a really good show. But that's something you can just watch and have it on in the background. Because it's very easy to follow. Same with, like, New Girl. Watch, re- re-watching New Girl now. Um, and you just have that on the background. It's fine. But um, with a show like Umbrella Academy or any of those kind of, you know, the new really good shows that Netflix are putting out, uh, I need my concentration. You know, I need to be looking at it. And um, I need to have... I need to be in the zone on a particular day to watch it, you know. So... That's why I have you know, scrolled by that and saw Rock of Ages and was like, feck it. We watched that, so. Um, I like musicals. Love musicals. Love a good musical number. Um, and I saw Tom Cruise was in it and I had this debate. Not a debate, really, with Katie, but I'm a bit stubborn. Like, um, I know Tom Cruise is mad. You know, he's... He's probably certifiable and sane at this stage, but you know, and he's a big Scientologist, and uh, he had that whole thing on Oprah, him and Oprah's couch had a go at each other, and but I just think he's one of the best actors in the world. You know, separating the art from the artist. Am I being? Is that problematic then? Because I'm like saying, oh, you know, I know he's mad, but you know, he's a great actor. Like, what about? You know, Chris Brown, then, like, you know, I'd be firmly saying, like, Chris Brown beat the shit out of Rihanna. Probably wouldn't listen to his music much anymore, which I don't. I don't listen to that type of music anyways. Like, you know, I'm more of a, I'm I'm uh, more of an indie alternative music type. Indie folk. I'm a, a walking cliche. And, but yeah, I suppose, you know what, Tom Cruise, great actor. Chris Brown, great performer. Both, um insane pieces of shit um but tom cruise is fantastic and i was like fuck 
<laughs> to cut a, a very long point short, um, Tom, I saw Tom Cruise in this, and I was like, Fig- I haven't seen Tom Cruise in a musical. I think it'll be good. And, um, oh, nearly knocked the mic over there. Sorry, guys. And you know what? It's an enjoyable movie. It's It got a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, but I think it was very good. Like, you know, it was... I, I read through some of the reviews as I was watching because the first 15 minutes are fairly dire. Like, you know, it's almost like watching Grease. Um, not Grease. I love Grease, don't get me wrong. But it's almost like watching the first 15 minutes of Grease, but they've just said it in a different time. Um, just that style of opening, you know, where everything's like really like, you know, everyone's giving a fucking socks. Everyone is giving a 10 out of 10 on the emotional scale. You know, like, hey, hey, I'm Tommy. I'm, I work here at the Bourbon Room. Hey, I sing songs. I'm leader of a band, but I'm shy. It's all 10 out of 10. You're like, Jesus, tone it fucking down, boys. If you want to keep me here for the next hour and 50 minutes, you got to have to tone it down. But I read a review that said, if you can get past the first 15, 15 minutes, the rest of the movie is actually very good. And it's almost like, it's actually crazy because as soon as it goes past 15 minutes, the quality changes. And not even the quality, but it's just the movie gets better. The first 15 minutes, they just set everything up, um, which isn't the worst, but it just keeps going. uh, For like 15 minutes, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is not great. Like They're just throwing in songs at random. And then maybe 15, 16 minutes, then it just switches and they just get on with the story and it's brilliant and it's enjoyable and it's fun and it's crazy and, you know, it's it's just an enjoyable movie. So first of all, I would recommend it for, you know, whatever night of the week you want, but a Friday night little treat there, sit down, have a laugh, watch a bit of um, a musical with Tom Cruise. Um, So let's just go through the cast first. And then I'll go through the movie. I'll do a, you know, not a brief description, hopefully a brief description. But, um, and then I'll go through what I thought about and some crazy scenes that you'll just enjoy. But the cast, first of all, is um, insane. So I'll go kind of more well-known to least known. Tom Cruise plays Stacey Jacks, the leader of the band Arsenal. Um, and he apparently based that off of like... Um, is it Jim Morrison and um, Axel Rose? Um, Alec Baldwin is in this as like the bourbon room, um, really famous uh, bar in LA. Um, he's the the bar owner, the bar manager. Russell Brand plays his assistant. Mary J. Blige, um, you'd know Mary J. You'd know Mary J. Blige from music, but also she is in the Umbrella Academy. She's very very good in the Umbrella Academy. Um, Mary J. Blige plays the strip club owner. Paul Giamatti um, plays uh, CD band slash artist manager. And he's just so good in it. He's in um, Straight Outta Compton as well as Jerry, the the manager who fucks over all the lads out of money. Oh, he's so good he's in that role. he's just He just has that... It's when he's chewing gum or something, he just has that look that it's like, oh, I'd love to punch... Paul Giamatti's right in between the fucking eyes but like pick him right up after and say Paul thanks for letting me do that sorry it's just you're such a good actor I just want to beat you up like, hey don't worry about it don't worry about it like alright thanks Paul can I do it no I can't do it again that's fine um, Catherine Zeta-Jones is in this she's very good in this actually um, she's very funny um, Brian Cranston is also in this 
Um, and then the kind of two least known are the two leads, actually. So Julianne Hoff, or Hawk, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, I'm just saying I don't know her. Other people might know her, but um, apparently she was on Dancing with the Stars for a couple of seasons, and she was in um, other shows um, down through the years. Um, she plays Sherry, the... Um, the the lead girl um who moves to LA kind of naive and then you have um Diego Boneta is his name yeah Diego Boneta who plays Drew who's like the guy who meets her and saves her from the mean streets of LA and then they start going out um so first of all it's a it's a very good cast uh like you know Tom Cruise apparently took like I think it said when I looked it up it was like three and a half months of voice coaching and like that's why I think he's a fantastic actor. Like, do you know, he does most of his own stunts, probably stupidly enough, like the older he's getting. But sure, look, he's doing all his own stunts. Um, he apparently was scared to do the movie because he couldn't see himself in a musical and then said, feck it, I'm going to take on the challenge. So, you know, he's doing well there. Um, Alec Baldwin is good in this. Russell Brand is, is funny. I don't know why, like, Russell Brand... I think he's doing a Liverpool accent, and not a very good one, like not nothing terrible about it. But he's, I don't know why they had to change his accent. Just leave it as generic English. The Americans don't give a shite, like you know. Um, as I said, Paul G. Mad, he's very good. Um, oh sorry, I missed out on Melan Ackerman. You might know Melan Ackerman. She was in um, Watchmen in two thousand nine. She was in Heartbreak Kid as well with um, Ben Stiller. She's a fantastic actress. She's a very funny actress as well. She's in this. Uh, she plays a Rolling Stone reporter who kind of gets with Stacey Jacks. Um, so, as I said, like the, the cast is very good. Like, you know, if you're looking at it and you look it up, if you're one, like someone like me and my girlfriend who sometimes we check the cast, check who's in the movie to see if it's any good, you know, um, or look it up on IMDb. I look up everything on IMDb. You know, every single movie, TV show, because I want to see... I love reading the trivia facts and all that, you know, and seeing what else the actors were in. But um, cast is fantastic. And there are some fantastic musical scenes. There are some very funny comedic scenes. Um, there's a monkey in this movie, a baboon called Hey Man. Very, very good. Um, so let's. I'll just tell you the story anyways, and you can kind of base it off that, because the story sounds so generic when you go through it right let me just have an old sip of caffeine first it's my first coffee of the day um and it is going down an absolute treat my life has changed when i started using um my girlfriend's coffee maker you know you have the 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 grounder i don't know if these are the actual names of the appliances but these are my names for them and we've grown very close over the last couple of months and the grounder, you grind the coffee beans into um into the into you know your 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 coffee grounds, and then you put that into the coffee maker and you turn on the water and it comes out the little decanter. I'm gonna call it, and <laughs> oh god, why don't I learn these names? And um the coffee is just so much better than instant coffee. Um yes, I am hipster now. Um so anyways. Rock of Ages. So Sherry, Julianne Hoff, arrives to L.A. from Oklahoma, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, so she gets to L.A. She has her bag with her. Everyone's singing on the bus. It's a whole thing. That's why the first 50 minutes are kind of cringe, and you're like, Jesus Christ, if the whole movie is like this, I'm checking out now. So Sherry arrives to L.A. and gets robbed almost straight away. So 
Luckily, she keeps her bag, but her suitcase with all her records that she saved up over the years gets robbed. Um, Drew, who works in the bourbon room, comes out and sees this happen and runs over and consoles her. And they get to talking and he's like, oh, here, look, I'll try and get you a job in here. And goes in, talks to Alec Baldwin, gets gets her a job. They start going out like almost straight away and they're like in love. Oh, they're getting on so well. It's so nice to see. Then, but it's only for like three days. The time in this movie is just hilarious. Like it seems to be in like a timeless loop that everything happens at once as well as nothing happens. So... Stacy Jacks is meant to be playing in the bourbon room where Sherry and Drew now both work on the Friday as his last performance with the band Arsenal before he goes solo. So that happens on the Friday. Paul Giamatti is the manager. He's a CD snaky character. And then Malin Ackerman comes in. She's a journalist with the Rolling Stone, the magazine, to come in and interview Stacy Jacks. Um, very very weird they end up having like not sex but dry humping each other and licking each other and Madden Ackerman's tongue is like a fucking tin whistle the size of that joke the size of it by god fair play to her <laughs> fair play to her altogether um, and then at the same time Drew gets called up to play the support act because the original support act for Arsenal um, drop out and Drew and his band decide to start playing um, or they don't decide they get told they're going to play but they're playing for free for like three three or four songs so Drew gets up on stage and as he's looking around he sees that um, Sherry comes out of Stacey Jacks' dressing room and what happens was Stacey tells um, Sherry to come in and give him a a bottle of scotch from his limo he brings it in um in his drunken state he like stumbles over and accidentally like brings down like the shoulder of her dress nothing else nothing actually happens but she comes out drew sees this and immediately assumes the worst because i suppose you see tom cruise just surrounded by women in this movie stacy jacks is just a sex god rock god so he just assumes the worst you know um they end up breaking up drew gets signed by stacy jacks's manager Paul Giamatti, the, uh, the CD fella, and um, stay or Sherry quits because of Drew being a dick to her, and you know, call, I, I don't know he didn't call her any names, no, but he implied that she was, you know, a bit of a harlot, a bit of a harlot. No, and I don't like using language on this podcast. I've been forced to use it by this movie, and I, I do apologize to any listeners out there who were offended by that last remark. But she was a bit of a harlot. Okay, that's the last time I'm ever going to use that word. Last time any word of um, disrepute is used on this podcast. So, anyways, any fucking ways. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, um, Sherry goes off and she's kind of down her luck, and she ends up working in a strip club managed by Mary J. Blige. And um, Drew is going off being the the total rock star, and then they change his image, and now he's in an in an eighties. Um, rap boy band kind of like um, New Kids on the Block you know doing that type of dancing in Windbreakers and it's just just 80s things and um, eventually it all comes together that the CD manager stole all the money from the bourbon room even though he said the first gig was going to be free he rings back and he says oh guys can um, Stacy play again and totally free everything goes to the house all he wants to do is get um, Drew a gig so that Drew will commit to the band even though the band is shite and it's not what Drew wanted to do and 
they agree and then it all comes to a head when they end up playing the gig and Sherry and Drew are, you know, reconciled and Stacey Jacks plays an unreal song and oh it's just all great, isn't it? Like John you know, Tom Cruise and um or Stacey Jacks and the Rolling Stone reporter end up getting together. Um and it's just it that's basically the story. There's eighty songs all the way through. There's a load of bangers in there. It's just it's just an enjoyable movie. Do you know there's nothing um there's nothing really else to say in regards to the story. That it's a very straightforward story, kind of told in a convoluted way. Like you listen to me telling you, "Jesus, there's a lot going on." There's ah, there's not that much going on. Um, there are some brilliant performances. Tom Cruise is brilliant. Um, Julian Hoff is very good. Um, Diego Bonetta is very good. Um, Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand, they're fine. Like you know, they don't have much going on. Ackerman is good. Catherine Zeta-Jones, as I said, is very good. There's a, a brilliant um, scene where she's trying to ri- rise up. Oh, yes, sorry. And then a little subplot at the same time is that uh, Brian Cranston is going to be mayor and his wife wants to shut down the strip in L.A. so that it can go back to being a good Christian God-fearing um, city. And that's basically it. Um, so there's a scene where Catherine Zeta-Jones, who is the, the mayor's wife, she tries to rile up the the church mom's group to go and shut down Stacey Jacks and Arsenal. And it's brilliant because there there's a picture of Stacey Jacks up on the wall and she gets all the women and they start singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar. And the dancing is just hilarious. Like it's so, they're all so wound up and sexually repressed, these women, that they just put it into hating everything, you know? And it just the dancing is so, it's rigid, but, you know, they loosen out. Oh, it's very good. She's very good and she's very funny. Um, so you know, there's a scene. Tom Cruise and um, Malin Ackerman have a sex scene. As I said, it's more like dry humping and kissing and stuff. Um, and it's all it's they're both singing. I want to know what love is as it's going on. <laughs> it's it's very good. It's actually because it starts off and it's almost really romantic, and you're like, oh my god, this is you know a, ro- a romantic scene. This is you know it's it's nice. Like they're kind of just kissing and stuff and then they start like ripping each other's clothes off and it's just totally over the top it's hilarious and there's another scene where Baldwin and Brand um, sing can't fight this feeling anymore and then end up shifting the face off each other and that just made me think like imagine the stories that actors have like especially famous actors when they're like you know how many people how many other famous people have they kissed on screen because of a movie it's just brilliant um probably the best scene in the movie um that i thought anyways was there's a scene in the strip in the strip club hey 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 there's no there's you don't see anything you don't see a thing right you don't see a thing um and you might say hey a typical man loving the strip club scene and to usa how bad um there's a scene in the strip club where they sing any way you want it by journey and it's just that song is so good anyways it just starts off at the top like there's no like you know few drums to get you going or like a little bit of a a few chords to get you going it's straight into any way you want you know oh so good um so just watch it for that like i thought as i said guys i thought it was very enjoyable i think you i think most people would like it um if you don't like musicals don't watch it then obviously i mean don't be coming to me saying, oh, I watched that and I didn't think it was great. No, I didn't agree with you. I was like, do you like musicals? You like this thing? Because there's music in it. 
And that's the essence. The essence of musicals is the music and the production value. Um, yeah, it's very, very good. Um, you know, you'll enjoy it. Like, it'll actually creep up on you because the first 50 minutes, I was genuinely like, oh my God, this is going to be shit. I genuinely, and I, I, as I said, guys, I don't like using bad words in this podcast. But it was pure SH1T, huh? It was shit. But it actually turned out to be very good. So, anyways, that's on Netflix. That is on Netflix, guys. Um, check it out. Do you know, it probably runs a bit long at two hours and two minutes, but it's a bit of crack at the end of the day. Um, let me know what you think. And, you know, enjoy. And, you know, as I said, this is not the end of the podcast. Um, we're, I'm going to do a brief, brief review of Project Power as well. Because I watched that last night and I was just very disappointed. I was very disappointed. I was disappointed enough that I said I had to let people know because some people might like it, some people mightn't. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, hit, hit and miss. I'd say, you know, you never know what people are gonna like these days. It, it suffers the same problems as a lot of Netflix original movies in that it seems like they just jumped on the idea and said that is perfect. I don't want you to work on that anymore when they really could have worked on it a lot more you know the story seems good and then it's just done within a matter of like you know i don't don't even know it's not done excuse me um it's there's there's no work done on the original story they just seem to have gone um gone with what the original script was you know there was no any development on it because it was just, it was disappointing. So I'll just go through very briefly what happened. So the movie, the basis, I'm not going to spoil this one now because it's only just out three days. Um, Rock of Ages is out like eight years, guys. So if anyone's like, oh, you spoiled the movie, it's like, you know, grow up. <laughs> grow the fuck up, I said. And um, so Project Power is basically, there's a new drug being introduced to the streets of New Orleans called Power, where if you t- when you take it, you have five minutes of a certain power. Everyone has a different power. So I might have um, invincibility. You might have invisibility. Someone else might have, like, you know, um, super strength. Someone else might have turn into fire. And they obviously, it's a drug. And they show that in the movie that it takes its toll on the user as well, which which was a good touch, actually, I thought. Um, and basically, it was just unregulated pumped into New Orleans and people are using it. And there's, like, it says six weeks later then, and it shows, like, People are calling the cops saying like, oh yeah, there's the guy lifted the the thing over his head, the car over his head, it was crazy. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a cop who's trying to stop it. Um, Jamie Foxx is an ex-army man who is trying to save his daughter from the company that are making the drug and also stop the spread of the drug. Um, what's her name? Dominique Fishback is a teenage drug dealer who... Is going to a good school, but uh, her mom is sick and she doesn't have a dad, so she's trying to make money on the side by selling these drugs for um, the cop, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And um, the, basically the movie follows them, the three of them, as they try and track down who is um, responsible for the drugs and also stop the spread of it and save Jamie Foxx's daughter. So, you know, it's a fairly straightforward story, but the problem is that they do way too much world building. Um, 
you know, it's... They do way too much of it, but also at the same time, you there's not a lot going on, you know? You're about an hour and 20 minutes into the movie before you see much, like... And they don't really show a lot of the effects of the drugs. You know, they, they have one or two people they show that are... Um, that use the drugs and I don't even know what they're you know one fella uh, Machine Gun Kelly is in this movie and he's at the, he's the guy who turns into fire and after that there's a long time where you don't see anybody else taking the drug and the trailer makes it look like it's been in every scene that something crazy is happening which would have been way better just a straight out action movie instead of this like you know kind of rescue movie that um, they kind of didn't I don't think they had it in the trailer and I think they realised that it was a weak part of the movie. Um, you know, it was just disappointing overall. Um, also, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Foxx don't really share any screen time when it looked like they did in the trailer. Um, Dominique Fishback is good. She plays Robin, the teenager um, drug dealer. She has a few rapping scenes, actually, which are... They kind of come out of left field as well. They're very good, but they're also, like... You know, what are they doing in this movie? Um, yeah, so kind of disappointing. But that is also on um, Netflix as well, guys. So check it out. Um, there's nothing wrong with checking it out. Like, I mean, I might like it, but you might. You know, at the end of the day, we don't all have the same taste. But those are two movies that I think you should check out um, on Netflix this week. Um disappointed with uh project power rock of ages was surprisingly um better than i thought um you know hopefully we'll have better movies to review in the next uh couple of months or whatever now with the cinemas being open i'll hopefully get back and watch tenet whenever that comes out really looking forward to that but um that, that was your movie movie reviews for this week guys um yeah like on you know I don't know, um, what have I been up to now, I've been, as I said, I've been writing more, um, you know, check me out on WordPress, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all under the Rathpeak and Rambler, and check out my poems, my latest posts, uh, my latest blogs, Um, keep an eye out this week, there'll probably be another poem up this week, Um, hopefully a mental health blog on Friday, regarding mental health and chronic illness i've been talking to a friend um about that so hopefully that uh that is done this friday um i one thing i would ask and i know that i haven't really asked it before but i see other podcasters do it is um if you could please go on to spotify and follow and apple and just rate uh, rate the podcast um i would ask you to not rate me truly how you feel please give me five stars don't don't give me you can give me four if you want four isn't too bad i suppose um anything below four though i would kindly ask that you um hold your vote until a later time when you feel that i've earned five stars um no but I, you know it gets people up and it gets more people listening to the podcast and um, past 700 views this morning um and I've it's what we're in August now so what what so what time of the year are we at is that? in August July June May so I started this at the very end of April um so it's one two three about three and a half months now I've been doing it and I got about seven hundred views seven hundred and eleven views I believe so. 
you know, I just want to thank every single one of you who have um, who have tuned in and listened. Thanks to everyone for supporting me um, and for all the kind words. You know, um, ah, it's just great. You know, I fucking hate how many times I say you know, and I I conscious of it every podcast to not say it, and I end up saying it more because I'm thinking about it. But I just want to say thanks to everyone who's supporting me and who is, you know, all the kind words for the podcast and the blogs and the the poems and stuff. You know, it means a lot. I suppose it takes a lot for me personally to put stuff out there. Now that I'm in a routine of the, the podcast and the blog, it's easier, much, much easier to put stuff out. But it took a lot for me at the start. And I just want to thank everyone who has supported me and kept me going. Um, you know, keep as I said, keep an eye out this week. There'll probably be I'm I'm writing a couple of poems at the moment, and you know I'll just thanks everyone for the support because it keeps me going, and I love you all. I love you all dearly, and I love you all equally. Okay, you believe that? So I just want to say have a great week. Um, key um check back in on Friday for second breakfast. More than likely about stress in the workplace, and. You know, have a great week. I can't wait to see everyone after lockdown. And I love you all. As I said, have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Uh, this is nothing that you've seen before. Yeah. This is not something for the green CeeLo. This is something that we need dope Reviews of the movies, favorite TV shows Or take you lit talks about life That's just in second breakfast Two themes in one podcast Huh, this man is restless He got just what you seeking Scrambler, he is the wrath peaking rambler